I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. Pre-order the new LFC 24-25 season night home kit now. You can pre-order it today for delivery from the 16th of May at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cup Podcast. It is Mick Moran and Christian Anderson once again to have a little chat about the very good Norwich 5-2 win in the FA Cup fourth round on Sunday and then looking ahead to tomorrow's another massive, massive game against Chelsea at Anfield, which is, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be huge and another test for Liverpool to see what our credentials are going to be this season in terms of Premier League titles and whatever. But before we get into it, Christian, how are you doing, lad? Um, okay, I would say. Um... The news about Klopp obviously have now been sinking in a bit and you had yeah. a chance to, you know, digest it and thinking about the whole thing that went on Friday. And we had like our reaction show, obviously, um, not long after the news broke. Um, but yeah, it goes up and down for me. Like I, I feel obviously I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we are great uh, winning good, you know, games with uh, loads of goals, playing well. Uh, top of the league, you know, in all the competitions and, you know, in for a great spring. At the same time, sometimes it just hit me that, you know, it's the it's the end of an era, even though we got our like, games left and the time left to to um to enjoy Klopp. It's just feeling of this is the end and you know, hundred percent he will never come back. So this is a time where you'll be like, this is this is this is final, which I feel sometimes is very sad. It kind of hurts, which is weird for me because I, th- I never really felt that before, you know, with managers or so even players. I would say that one that come close is Steven Gerrard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's one of them. Like where, yeah, I think the day after when I woke up, I was like, it, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a nightmare. It's, it's, it's actually happening. And then I think like there's all like obviously there's loads of stuff on like BBC website, Sky Sports website, like loads of articles and pictures and like best goals and celebrations. And then like, you can see other fans like going, is this going to happen every game now for the rest of the season? That's like, well, <clears throat> you don't get it. Cause it's like, it's just like, you don't, you'd have to be a Liverpool fan to understand like the connection that we've built up over these years. And like yeah. you said, like it's it happened with players in the past when they've left and have felt like absolutely gutted. Like, like you said, Gerard Fowler, um, Torres, there's some big moments when when big players leave and you're absolutely gutted. But like someone like this who's kind of transformed everything about the club and turned us from doubters into believers, like he said in his first ever presser, that I always love to look back at that. Um, it's sort of that, yeah. I think I think we mentioned on the reaction show about them saying like, "Don't make it about me" and whatever. And it's like you can say that all you want, but it's not going to yeah. going to happen <laughs> as much as you want it. It's, it's never going to happen. And I think 
yeah. the, um, you never walk alone before the game and like singing Jürgen's song and all that beforehand. It's like he can't tell us not to do it anymore. And I think he said that after the game as well, which I quite liked. Um, <laughs> he's been like quite like forthright with saying, like, don't sing it until the end. Like, let's make more noise. And like being quite instructive, which is something that we've always took on board. But at this moment in time, you can't, you haven't got that luxury anymore because we know you're going and you, we know we need to be giving you the best um, send off. And I think that's kind of, um, hopefully what's ha- happened in that game and hopefully what's going to happen in the in the games to come as well yeah and you know you mentioned there like the the opposition opposition supporters to say something about is this something that we're going to do every game now like or whatever you know being you know weird about it one way uh but you know i saw this daft man city supporter on twitter saying something about you know can you can you just promise me the day that pep leave that we would just go like thank you very much for everything no tears blah blah, blah. and i was and i was like exactly what you said there i was i was like he doesn't get it like it's that's why your club is so fucking plastic and shit like in terms of everything else except for obviously winning and trophies now which has been obviously something they've been cheated themselves to but you know it's more like that's what you don't get the emotions and feelings and history of football club that's why liverpool football club is a it's not it's not just a football club like that's what that this is why and you don't get it that just proves that we is something else something better something you know that you can't really touch you know and i think you know when it comes to Klopp saying you know don't, let's not make it about me and all that kind of stuff you know that's it's just going to be like that you can't really say something you know people want to celebrate you off like that's going to be your your song is going to be sung from the stands because it's not about oh it's only about you it's more of we appreciate you we want to show that by singing your song and making it loud and clear and you know show that we appreciate you that much and love you and you know that's the that's the way it is. And like you said, now we we're gonna play Chelsea and we're gonna talk about that uh, tomorrow night. And I kind of now when you know what's gonna happen, I kind of like the way that you feel like okay, every match now is gonna be like a cup final with loads of songs. And I want it to be like that all the time anyway. But it's obviously easy to find energy and a passion when you know that this is the end. So you're gonna celebrate as much as you can until the actual final day. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think I saw something on like um Spine Cop one oh uh, nineteen oh six on um Twitter saying like a flag day for um Chelsea. I think that's it. Like you said, I think it's something that when we look back at pictures of like I, I guess like Champions League semi finals and whatever and the the cops just full of red scarves and flags and whatever, and it's like let's get that back. And I think it's always like I think it's getting harder and harder to do that. But I think <clears throat> like you said, the, the energy we've got now, even without the Klopp news, I think going into end of the season in all four competitions and then you throw in the fact that that Klopp is leaving as well it's 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 not going to be hard to get up for games and be energetic even like half 12 kickoffs which are notoriously quiet I think will be much more um much louder than they would have been um because of the news and because of the the energy that we've we've got from um giving wanting to give Klopp the best send-off we can um but yeah well let's talk about Norwich a little bit then because yeah a nice 5-2 win. I saw Darwin Nunes post after game, like, nice training session. I was like, I don't know if, like, I don't know if sure he wasn't, didn't mean it to come across, like, um, disrespect, disrespectful or whatever, but I was just like, that's, I thought that was quite an, an interesting choice of words. I don't know if it was him or someone who does it social media, so I'm not, not too sure, but um, yeah, he, he was involved, like he, like he always is in the game. But I just wanted to talk about the lineup before we, like we always do, before we, before we start. <clears throat> 
Apologies, got a bit of a cough. That's why I had to, we had to redo the show like four or five times. Like <laughs> I, I felt like a, a very small time actor, like ruining me lines because it just kept coughing all the time. Um, so yeah, it was Allison and Gold, Bradley, Canate, um, Quanta, Gomez, Gravenberg, McConnell started in the six. Um, Jones, Giotta, Nunes, Gakpo. So pretty, pretty strong to be fair. Um, I mean, the bench was stacked. It was absolutely stacked, and it was boss to see. Obviously, Van Dijk was on there, Diaz was on there, Zobersly, Robbo, and Trent all make, uh, made the comebacks, which was boss. And then you had Elliot, Bobby Clark, Kelleher, Owen Beck. Um, I think it was, I guess it proved just how much we want to go to at the end of these competitions when you're putting out lineups like that. I guess like it's funny when you look at like maybe you go back six months and you look and if you go, your lineup's going to be like Bradley. Um, you're going to have Bradley and um, Quanta in there and you're going to have Gomez left back. You'd be looking at it going, that wouldn't be a good team. But now, fast forward to now, it's like they've they've all proven themselves and they've all gone on to different, even better levels, which is which was lovely and then it's a game where you can surround the the, the team and then you can put a McConnell in the six because he's, he's surrounded by so many good players and I think he he thrived as well but I think it was a, a good good lineup and, and obviously like I said the subs were tr- like well, first first class like the, the players that we, we we know and love and see every week yeah and I love how we have those players and we said it before you know the academy players coming through making uh, the debuts and playing games for us, you know, having an impact, showing their levels. I like that. And like you said, with Bradley, uh, Kwanzaa Gomez, you look at that, like you go back half a year, you'd be like, oh, it's it's a little bit, you know, still still experienced in one way, obviously, with your Gomez. But, you know, he had his um, ups and downs. And then you have those uh, two youngsters. This is going to be uh, stable enough. Uh, but then now they play and you'd be like, yeah, well, you know, you put these lads in, they're still fucking levels better than Man United's defense. So, you know, it's 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 brilliant to have that because you know that you've got those talented kids coming in. And then obviously with James McConnell as well, playing in that number six role, I thought he was really, really good. I've seen him before and I think, you know, he's got something. But coming in and start a game like this in an FA Cup uh, game at Anfield, you know, with with the pressure it comes with for being young and actually coming in, in a midfield role because midfield is a very vital part of uh in a football team, you know, that's where you need, you know, strength and you need to be tactical, have a ta- tactical awareness and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it was brilliant uh, together with Gavin Bershinkosh. I think the whole team had a good, you know, game. Uh, I don't have to say, you know, about the number of goals. I think the way we played collectively as a team, I think we were good. We were creating things. We we were unpredictable. Uh, we made good runs. We we came on the overlap. We did things that I liked, and also o- always asked question uh, for Norwich to try to answer, like try to deal with. And that's where I really liked. Sometimes in some games we can be a little bit too static, if you like, and that's when I feel not nervous, but I'd be like, oh, it's one of them where we can't find uh, situations and moments and create chances. But this game, I thought we were really good doing that. Yeah, I think we've had like a collective level where like the pressing is just on point. And there's, Klopp made a funny comment about Curtis Jones, like saying if Curtis Jones can learn defending anyone can, which I thought was really, I, I really enjoyed it. Because like Curtis Jones has hit a level now where he's doing everything very good, which is boss to see. But it's, I guess it's a sign of Klopp. And what I was going to say, like about McConnell, I thought like it was interesting because I think the easy choice would have been like, let's put Jones in the six and let's put 
Elliot on the right and Gravenberg on the left. Or you can put Bobby Clark in there because he's had more slightly more experience than than McConnell. But I think it says a lot about Klopp again that he's like, right, I've got we've got a good outer team there. So let's just put the youngster in and give him give him a go and and, and give him that energy and give him the confidence because that's how these young players get a chance, and that's why they all want to come to our club because the we know they know Jürgen's going to give them a chance. And I thought it was quite clever of Jürgen to th- throw McConnell in, to be honest, just to know that it might have been an easier game. All respect to Norwich, we're, we're going to have loads of the ball. He's going to be able to get on it and make stuff happen. And I thought that was a nice touch from Klopp to give um, McConnell the the nod for this one. And speaking of McConnell, he's involved in the first goal, which we can talk about. And of course, we just mentioned Curtis Jones, and it's a Nice little bit of play, 16 minutes in, and McConnell just spots Jones back post. Uh, where he, he seems to be that seems to be like his little go-to back stick where he comes in and either heads it or a nice little cross face uh, shot. And it's a lovely little ball by McConnell into him. And yeah, Jones just swoops in and 60 minutes in, we're one nil up. And I just thought that was a again, it's like wasn't loads of pressure on this game. I think going into it, I guess like we said, like bit subdued because the Klopp news weren't going to sh- weren't sure what the atmosphere was going to be like outside the ground, inside the ground. And I think we. It was thankfully and rightfully the the um in good spirits and singing Klopp song and, and all that stuff and I think to get the goal early doors like we did was just a good signifier of like this is we can go and have a bit more a bit of fun in this game as well. Yeah, and it was a great goal and a great ball by McConnell. You know, I think uh, to get get his first assist like that, you know, showing also the you know the touch and the awareness of of passing that ball into that space uh, with that quality. Says a lot as well. And I think, uh, just want to say quickly on him as well, you know, when you said it could have been easily to you know, easy to pick Jones in, in that position and then, like, go Elliot or whatever, like you said. Uh, but I think also when you look at him, I'm going to play in that position compared to when Jones does it, it seemed to be more natural to McConnell. Like, he just felt like he, like, fit straight in because he probably knows how to play that role, you know, in the... In the um, under twenty ones and all that kind of stuff. While while Jones got the offensive part of his game, where he want to do things going forward. So maybe when he plays in the number six, even if he can do it, it feels sometimes that he wants so much going forward instead of just you know pass it left, pass it right, control it. Maybe even play it back, try again because he, he wants he has so much creativity in himself that he wants to do stuff. And sometimes that could be that would not benefit him in that position. But that's why he's better playing up in a higher role, you know, in, in the midfield. So I think with McConnell showing what he can do, uh, hopefully he can progress and, you know, become a player that we can trust going forward as well, playing for us in cup games. And we'll see where his career take uh, take uh, take off from there. Yeah, I think it's... <clears throat> I think the whole, like, youngsters and whatever. And I think there's going to be... I think like the Virgil stuff came out was it yesterday, like where he got asked and he was like, he's not sure what what the future holds and all that. I think that's something that we need to just block out. Really, it's going to be every story, yeah. every player, every contract, every whatever is just going to be like scrutinised because of what's going to happen. Like a big change is going to happen. So I think it's the same for the young lads as well. But there's a Klopp's got us in a perfect position for young lads to come in and, and brought the right players and you can come in and have a long term effect. We've seen that already. Quanser and Bradley have just been. They're the key two that come in and just looked pro, just proper pro, just like get stuck in quality and proper Liverpool players. I think that's the biggest compliment you can play, pay them. Um, but yeah, not a strike back. Six minutes later, um, corner flies in, it comes off Gibson. Flat, I think it comes off his, I don't know, his shoulder or his back or whatever. And I've, um, I think it was his first goal for six years. And it's like, it's all, that always seems to happen for against us. Like someone who, someone who hasn't scored for, 
like if they haven't scored or they haven't scored for like six, seven years, just just put a just put two quid on them to score because no, <laughs> no doubt they're going to score at some and it's usually going to be at Anfield in, in, a, in a cup game. Um, but that was just kind of like it was just like a bit of a bit annoying, like to get to for them to strike back so quickly. But you knew that Liverpool had enough in the enough quality on the pitch to to make a change and and to to get back and to get back in front. And that can that happened straight away. And like we said, Connor Bradley, who's we could do half an hour on Connor Bradley on his on his own, to be honest, because he's been ridiculous. Like it's, when we're going to be talking about Chelsea in a bit, it's like you're gonna are you gonna have to take Bradley out of this side? Like it's just like it's it's crazy that we're even thinking that that should be like a d- debatable question. Like is Bradley going to come out and try and come in? I'm not too sure. I was like whatever. Um, but he was again boss and he provides the <clears throat> the assist. And it's not even just the assist for me. It's the it's the uh, track and back. Just nabs there, left back of the ball, runs forward, nice one too, and then he runs through, nice little ball to Nunes, and Nunes again, like he's been showing a little bit more recently in those positions. He just, he just, he seems a bit like he's getting cooler. I mean, that might bite me in the ass again, and he might <laughs> miss a few against Chelsea. Fingers crossed, touch wood, he doesn't. But I think he's in those positions. He seems to be getting better. But I thought it was all about the all about the play from Bradley for that one, and just yeah, he's just he's just class, isn't he? Yeah, I I love the way that he tracked back and won the ball and then just straight away going forward again loads of energy and then little um one two pass going there and then also you know putting that ball into space for Nunes because Nunes obviously moves cleverly so that he can put that ball into space staying on side because he's doing that and he finds that perfect spot for him he can just take a touch and then finish it off so the whole the whole play there like the whole momentum of that situation is just brilliant and that what we want to see as well and I, I I agree with you like we know that Trent is world class and, you know, he can do and things, you know, from any position really. But I think it's a debate. Will will we use him maybe in midfield going in, you know, against Chelsea and keep Bradley? Because he's in form and he's doing so well on that right-hand side. He's going up and down, defending well, going forward well, creating stuff, uh, assisting for goals. If someone having an impact on that from that position, as we see in Trent, even if they play it differently, I think you can't really change it because if someone is informed, then you should um, use that because that's something is, that is positive and you know he's self confident and all that kind of stuff. So we talk about that later, but I think it's something that you you can't just take someone out that is playing well if he doesn't need a rest. We'll say, <clears throat> fucking hell, you probably Catch gave me your cough. cough there. Yeah, yeah, digital <laughs> cough. Yeah, I think it's digital germs. Yeah. <laughs> digital germs flying through um the, the airwaves there. Um but yeah, like you said, a boss goal and we and again we follow it up with a with another another lovely goal. And it's of course it's Diogo Jota who I think we spoke on the last show about like just how how lethal he is in those um in those positions and I think it, it, it when it comes through to him. And it's bouncing through. You're like, is he gonna hit that on the like on the volley on on the and he, the way he hits it and the keeper's just got absolutely no chance. You just it's it's mad. Like when you know when Jota's through like that, you just know it's gonna be a goal. Like however, you don't know how it's gonna go in because um, he's got so many tricks in his in his book that he can use to many different finishes. But you just know it's gonna go in if whether it's yeah. posting in, whether it don't know the keeper dribbles in or whatever it hits the bar, whatever. However it goes in, you know it's gonna go in. And Jota again is just. I think I said on the last show as well, like he's just in this running, he's so key. He's like having someone who's who's that good in front of goal, and especially like when you're getting bringing Chelsea to Anfield, that like you need Diogo Jota's on the field. Just to, those half chances that someone else might miss, he's got that ability to turn a twenty percent 
score chance into like a forty percent just because of how good he is and how many how yeah. many um how much ability he's got to choose different types of finishes. Um and he's boss in the end as well, like I said. So he's got he's got so much much going for him. Um and I think not having him for large periods because of the injuries he's had, I think that that's been it's hurt us quite a bit. But hopefully he can stay fit and I think he's he's proven that he's key. I think in like when he's come, when he's been out injured and he comes back in, like he maybe takes like three or four weeks to get back to the jota that we know and love. And but once he gets once he hits that level you don't ever want him to be out to the side. I think that's the biggest compliment you can pay him. That he just, he just, whatever position he's in, you know, he's going to be a threat. Yeah, and what I love is that when we see the starting lineups now for the last couple of games, and you see that front three, I'm actually not thinking Salah. Yeah. Like I obviously know when he's back that we, he is most Salah. You know, where the the goals he scores, the contribution that he has, and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of like that you don't even have to think like, oh, I wish Salah was in there because. I trust them players to play in the offensive um, three because they are quality. So it's kind of, it's very nice to have a player like Jota, you know, to come in and play for us uh, with Nunez, Gakpo, whatever, you know, and actually we know that they they will score because they are that good uh, and then don't have to worry about Salah in the same matter as we would have done maybe, you know, if it was differently with other players. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's what's even better as well after the goal, we... um... Two minutes later, we bring on three subs, which is probably the three of the best subs you'll ever see coming on um, for Liverpool and uh, Van Dijk, Robertson, and um, Zobersly. Um And the the reception Robbo gets is is class. It really is, just because he's been out for what is it four months, and he's finally on the pitch, and you can see straight away. I think he didn't get the ball for like the first thirty seconds. It felt like we weren't passing to him, and then all of a sudden he gets it, makes a one-two, and runs forward like full speed, and you could just tell he was like a energizer bunny trying to get on the ball as much as he can and cause havoc that's what he's that's what he's good at um but again it's just uh, similar to jota like coming back from injury and, and whatever and being and being good we need andy robbo to be out of high level as well because gomez has been gomez has been unbelievable he really has um but robbo can come back in and in this key period where getting zobberslide back and getting trent back as well who came on not not long after and then you've got Endo uh, coming back soon. You've got Salary, Egypt are out of the Afcon, so and of course he's injured anyway. But he'll be back hopefully for Burnley, Brentford, or whatever. So there's key players coming back at a, at a key time, and it's all about having options in it. I think he's Robert having Robbo back is just not not even just in terms of like having him on the field, which is the main bit. I think having him around the having him around the team and having that experience, like just around the squad and in the dressing room, it's like it's I guess similar to. Like players we had in the past, like the Milners and whatever, who've gone on to leave. Like you can't. It's one of those like invaluable like bits of thing that people maybe don't think about. That having that someone, having that, him around the McConnells and the and the Bobby Clarks and whatever, it just it, it just elevates their level. That even if it's one two percent, it it gives them um, more of a boost as well when they when they get on the pitch as well. Yeah, and it's great. Uh, it's great to see Robert back, you know, in the in the game again to see his energy uh, and the impact that he has. And you know, it's good also, you know, with Gomez playing that well. You know, I, I don't want to take him out of the team because I think he deserves to stay there because he's been in form, he's been brilliant, and playing that role on the left hand side and go up in midfield like in as well. 
So I think you know it's it's a little bit too soon for Robertson to just you know starting in Chelsea. I, I would say, but you know it's nice as you see him coming back because we will need to be able to rotate going forward if we're going to keep our levels and stay at the top and all that kind of stuff. So you know it's just it's just positive things, and you know uh, it's positive that Gomez took his chance when Robert Robert was out just to show that his levels and you know shut the people up that you know has been doubting him. Yes, he's had this up and down up, ups and downs with form and injuries and all that kind of stuff, but when you have games in your legs uh, all the time playing having a rhythm he shows that you know he's got great levels and he's still he's still you know a young lad so i hope we can just you know keep hold of him that he can continue to play for us because he can cover for us everywhere in the defensive line and that kind of play is some it's you know it's a player where you can't just find very easily. You know, they're, they're not just growing on trees and you can pick them. It's some, you know, players where you're just like, all right, you know, he can do all this job for us. Uh, we should uh, make sure that we have him in this team because, you know, it will, will be vital for us going forward. Definitely, definitely. I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. Pre-order the new LFC 24-25 season night home kit now. You can pre-order it today for delivery from the 16th of May at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. Um, and yeah, not not long after though the lads, the cavalry come on. Uh, Van Dijk gets his goal as well, and it's two of the subs that link together. It's his like corner. Van Dijk gets his head on it, and um, yeah, it's it's four one, and you, you kind of like it. it guess did turn into a little bit of a training session there, where you can just like keep <laughs> the ball and but but trying to create chances. Still, like we we weren't just passed passed it around for the sake of it, which I think it's something that we've done in the past a little bit where it, it can come back to bite you. I think it, we're always trying to find, like if there's an option to get forward and get another goal, we always will. And I, that's why we're, I think that's part of the reason why we're doing so well because we are being ruthless in front of goal and we're, we're not just resting on 2-3-0. We're always trying to get another one just to kind of seal the game and then you can bring on the bring on the younger lads and, and, other, and, and give them other opportunities as well. Um, but again... Van Dijk on the score sheet as it like he always just seems to pop up with a goal, but it's he's just in in those in on corners like he. I'd like to see him score more. I think it's it's something that he's he's just so good at that he's. I think he, I always think back to like Sammy Appiah like off corners like he just had like it just seemed like the ball had a magnet in it and knew the magnet was in Sammy Appiah's head on his forehead <laughs> and it, it just landed there every time like it wouldn't matter where he was he'd find his way there. I think Van Dijk's got something similar and I think it's. <clears throat> any any time where you can get your captain scoring goals and 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 instilling a bit more confidence is a good thing as well. Yeah, and it's nice to see him, you know, coming in and having an impact. And it's nice that we don't have to play him all the time as well. We got Kwanzaa, Konate and those kind of players. So, you know, it's just to come in and to score that kind of goal is good. And to make it 4-1 there, you know, we, we thought then, that, you know, it was done and dusted and, you know, we can just move on. But obviously they scored a nice goal. Um, but I yeah. was never worried, uh, even if that happened, because I think we were in control the whole game. So, you know, just to have... Uh, different players scoring different kind of goals. So it was Lai's first assist as well, wasn't it? Like I, I don't know if I'm wrong there, but I thought I heard something about he has scored for us, but I don't think he's actually having an assist or has he had that before? I'm not sure. But you know, I was a little bit, you know, surprised when I heard that, but he might be wrong. <laughs> let me let me check. Let me check. Sorry everyone, let's let's just check this because I'm not too, I'm not too sure. But I thought I thought he had. 
Yeah, that, that's um, that's what I thought as well. So that's when I heard it. I was very surprised. I haven't checked it up because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but then when you heard it, you think like, oh, yeah, has, all right then. Yeah, so yeah, he's had that's his um, third assist. All right then. Yeah, that's what so, I thought. I was like, that must be some something wrong because I'm sure he has. But you know, then when I heard it, someone said, I, I don't know if it was on TV or whatever. But I was like, he must have had. You know, an assist, but you never know because he scored some good goals, and then you think like he's he might be, you know, having an assist to an assist. You know what I mean? Like he's part it's, of the play. It's his first FA Cup assist. All oh, right, yeah, he, so got, maybe. Oh, fuck he got two two assists <laughs> against um two assists against Nottingham Forest and our three 0 win in October. But like yeah, I said, so that's he's, all yeah, right. He's first FA Cup assist, but who cares? Come on, who's who's? Oh, all right, then. that's probably what I've heard <laughs> and then thought. You know, first assist for Liverpool, and I was like, nah, can't be, can't be right. No, but that's, yeah. yeah, maybe we got mixed up. Maybe the commentary got mixed up with McConnell or something. I don't know. Yeah, some stats are just not, you know, don't, you know, you don't have to put Will it they in change the cops and stuff like Yeah, it's like, oh, first FA Cup assist. Yeah, I don't care. As long as he just keeps assisting for <laughs> Liverpool in whatever game, I'm happy. Fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah, like I said, an assist for, um, not his first one, but another assist for Zabaslan. I think he came on with a bit of a, not a point to prove, but I think like coming back and you could just see the energy straight away. Like down that right hand side, he's yeah. he's just he's just ridiculously talented. Like it's just so clear how good he is. Like he's just on the ball. I think he can again. He can contribute more. I think it's he had that boss period where he was just every game we were like we were coming on these shows and being like just want to just like it was just like Zobosly FC. Just like every yeah. it was just like forty God, minutes of Zobosly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, had a little bit of a dip or whatever. And I think he's if he can get. Back to that, I think similar to like McAllister who came back from injury and he's been tremendous since. So hopefully that can have the same effect on Zabaslai going forward because we need him for the rest of the season. A few scorches from the outside of the box when we need him to to do them is um yeah perfect if we can get a few more of them out of him. Um, another fellow who's capable of scoring scorches comes on for Darwin Nunes two, three minutes later. So Trent makes his comeback as well. So when you're seeing all these fellas who've been out, I think the Trent one could have been worse as well, like the injury that he yeah. got. Um, it could have been a lot, a lot worse. So thankfully he's back and he got through that one unscathed as well, which is even better. But like you said, they score a, a belt. One of them moments where, because it's four one and they score, it's like you can be like, yeah, fucking hell, that's fair play. That's a hell of a. You can say it's hell of a goal anyway, even if it was whatever score. But because because of the circumstances and you you four one up and it's that's now four two, you're like, well, the game's probably over anyway. So we'll we'll let you have that one. But it was a hell of a strike to be to beat Allison from there. Um. But then we go on and get the fifth in fifth minute of uh, injury time, and Gravenberg gets it, and Connor Bradley gets his second assist of the game. And I think it's like you said, he's just up and down that wing, and it's yeah. yeah. He, he would soon I, have I, as many assists as Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the comparison to like Robbo, though, like the um, like the right footed Robbo, like on that side. Yeah. It's just like the energy they're getting stuck in the one twos, getting forward, bombing on, and then doing his defensive duties as well. I think he's just it's 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 easy just to go like over the top and just like be like oh what a player he is he's going to be amazing whatever it's like we need to have a bit of <clears throat> patience with him as well because i'm sure he'll go through maybe a bit bit of a tougher time because it, it always happens with younger players so hopefully it doesn't with him like but it always seems to happen where you'd like maybe have to come off the side for a few games and then we've got Trent to, to go in that role as well so to have mm. those two options in that in that position we're fucking spoiled for choice because I, I didn't even i hadn't I knew Connor Bradley was good, but I don't think any of us really understood how good he was until we've saw him in these last few games where he's been performing like that. And you're like, wow, this player is like, 
he is ridiculous getting man of the match awards already like in in, in several games and you're like fucking hell this kid's good and, like, and I think it was nice for Gravenberg to get the goal I think you could see the relief I guess he was just, I don't know if it was relief or whatever but he, he was frustration plus relief yeah and he was just again, he asked his relief because of the frustration and whatever mm. but he got the goal and stuff but I feel like he's yeah I don't know if I mean like people are saying like he's like been the, the I guess the lesser of the players we've signed I think that's probably true in terms of like impact and whatever but I think it's in terms of having like a him as an option off the bench like games this season where we're bringing up we're bringing on Gravenberg and Gakpo it's like that is like thirty minutes. You don't want to be bring. You don't want your opposition. Don't want to see you bringing on them players to kind of have an impact in the game. And it's you can have again like other players. You can have, you can definitely improve on as like getting involved in the game more. And um, I like to see him get stuck in tackles a little bit more, be a bit stronger. But I think that comes with time as well. Like getting used to the, pre- the Premier League and that. I think that's something that doesn't just happen yeah. overnight. And it's something that you can improve on. I think getting around the box and having maybe a few more shots and. Um, I think there's there's the loads to improve on, but the base level there that we've seen um, is is boss, and I think it's something that it's it's exciting that he's not quite hit the level yet, but you you ex- quietly excited about what he can be, and not just this season, but going forward as well. Yeah, and I think you know we just need patience there because we we've seen the talent that he has, not only playing for us like when he was younger in Ajax, and we talked about that. Uh, but I think you know since he came in, he showed that he's got quality. Sometimes he can misjudge the ball and his you know the touch and stuff and lose the ball a bit easily. But you know that comes with a big experience of playing as well in this system and. You know, you can tell that he's got quality and he's got great talent, and he got—he's a footballer, if you like. Even though he's, you know, quite tall and big, he got the football um, abilities. Uh, so I think, you know, he's—you know—he's someone that you just think that it's great that we have him, and he's only like twenty or whatever. So you know, just give him a little bit more time. It's his first season. Just—you know—we'll see what happens, obviously, in, uh, in the summer next season with a new manager. But you know, I'm sure, you know, with this squad that we have, any manager comes in. We look at all these players that are young and be like, oh, you know, I got, I got something to work with here. This is brilliant. I don't, I don't think, and I don't hope that whoever comes in, you know, will just like, oh, I'm gonna not have this like Gravenberch. I'm not gonna because I think something used to, you know, have a point on that. I think what is very important for the new manager, their owners will choose, and the manager who will accept is, you, I, I understand you will bring your own. Um, whole thing and impact as a manager but at the same time don't change too much too quickly like understand that okay this is already something that is rolling very nicely so let's keep on rolling with it without doing things you know uh um, too many changes because we've seen managers in the past doing too many changes too quickly like Sunas did he fucking ruined the a great legacy and you know we went really bad for a long period of time because of that you know getting rid of important players too quickly and wanted to have his own players that didn't work the same way so you know we if whoever comes in and see this squad will be like oh i'll have that and work with it in the same way uh and slowly so you know grabbing birch again i think you know we we know that he will have an impact and i think he will get better i think it will get important important for us we just need to have patience like we have with uh, other players in the past yeah, I thought you were going to bust into a bit of Oasis there when you said roll with it. I thought, oh, he's going to start singing a bit of roll with it here for us. Gonna roll with it. <laughs> I honestly thought, I honestly thought you were going to do it. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I completely agree. It's it's going to be, it's set. it couldn't be set up any more perfectly. I mean, obviously, FSG and 
need to pick the right fella and it's, we, we need to hope that they do that. Um, but in terms of like setup and quality players, young, hungry, good, good, um, experienced players, <clears throat> maybe some contracts need sorting out. Trent definitely, um, but then youngsters who can uh, in the academy and and even. Yeah, we've just got we're blessed with a, with a lot, and obviously it's all mostly down to Jurgen and, and the decisions he's made. So anyway, let's not talk about Jurgen too much because it's one of them. You need to go and get a fucking whiskey and cry yourself to sleep again. Um, <laughs> let's talk time then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, at half time during the during the game, I should have mentioned at half time when we're talking through the game. But yeah, the draw was done, and we for the fifth round, and we drew um, Wofford or Southampton at home. So. I think they drew one one. I think it was last night or the night before. So they'll play. They'll, they'll have a replay, um, and then we'll face either of them in the next round. So a decent, decent enough draw, I think, in terms of you can still play a similar team to what you play against Norwich because you're at home as well. So you've got that that, that um, bonus as well. So you can throw a few young young lads in there and give them a chance to um, show how good they are again, which is again is exciting, like for, for them and for us to watch them again. Um, but yeah, let's move on to. Chelsea then, because tomorrow night it's going to be, like I said, the start of the show. It's a, it's a, it's a massive game. It really is. I think every it's easy to say that now. It's probably a bit of a cliche. Like every game is a massive game, and it is because mm. of the way Liverpool are going this season. Um, five points clear at the top of the table. Of course, City play Burnley at home, so you ex- you can expect them to, like we said, unless company fancies run on the field and fucking score on a wildly for Burnley, then they're probably gonna. Get beat, um, and we just expect City to hit a run like they always do at this time of the season. So, mm. um, the gap's eight, um, the gap's five points at the minute, but it's probably it's probably two when City play their game in hand and whatever. Um, but I think it's it's just down to us. I think it's the, the only annoying thing about Chelsea is like in terms of the season, so the ninth in the league, thirty one points, like just horrific, really, considering how much money they've spent. The seventeen points behind us. But it's one of them teams that, as and wherever they are in the league, they just always seem to. When they come up against other quality teams, he can just turn it on. I think they've got that much quality, and obviously Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez and Cole Palmer's a, a boss player, and you've uh, they're missing. They've got a few players injured, like Reese James and, and whatever. So similar to us, they're missing a few a few fellas, but they've still got enough quality there to <clears throat> like to Sterling, who can you can turn up and hopefully. Fuck up completely and not and not score and not do anything, um. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a an interesting game, especially like the way this season's gone. Like Caicedo being linked with us and the the whole Lavia stuff that seems so long ago now. But that'll be in, mm. I guess in the back of his mind when he like, I want to prove a point for me new team and whatever. So yeah, I think th- let's not talk about them as much. Let's talk about us and who we think is going to play, um, for Liverpool. What what do you think in terms of lineup? Yeah, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I'm happy that we're going to play them at home and we've already done the away game like we did the first game of the season because at this stage in uh, in the league and where we are, you know, at the top, you know, playing them at home obviously gives... Because uh, we're going to play Arsenal away later on, which will be hard, but, you know, to have... Che- it would have been hard to have, like, Chelsea away, Arsenal away. Yeah. <clears throat> so instead of playing them at home and keeping this momentum that we have, uh, I'm, you know, we're always a little bit nervous for, you know, big games, but I'm kind of, kind of confident and believing in our team because at the moment we are flying we are really good so hopefully we can continue with that but you know looking forward to tomorrow's game I think you know Van Dijk and Konata would start the game um, central defence and 
then we have to see with Trent just coming back, you know, we see having enough, you know, minutes. Obviously, last game wasn't much for him. You know, it will be Premier League tempo. I know they are used to it, but, you know, if you have been out, you need a few games to come into it. So, you know, Bradley, for me, because he's been that good, he can start and we can we can have Trent coming into the game later on to have an impact from midfield or right uh, back, if you like. And then I think it's the same with uh, playing Gomez to the left. Um it's been that good, and Robert just came back. There's no, it's no point of risking anything, and we know that they can come in and have a great impact in the game if needed anyway. So I think the uh, defensive line will be Gomez to the left and Bradley to the right, and then obviously with the central defenders that I mentioned. Um, what is your thoughts? Yeah, I th- I, I'm still torn to be honest. I think, I think the Gomez one's easy because uh, Robbo has been out for so long. He only played what half an hour, twenty minutes in the last game, and he's been out for four months. That I think that's a no-brainer. Like Gomez has to start, not just because Robbo has been out for a while, but because Gomez has been that good anyway. Even if Robbo been back for four or five games, I still think it would be a question of like if Gomez is playing that well and that good and that mm. that energized on that left hand side that it's it's hard to take him out. And I think I think it's hard for the Trent one because Trent's just like he is world class talent, and I think if he's 100% ready to go I think it's difficult to not put him in instead of Bradley as hard as it as much as like Bradley I'm singing Bradley's praises and rightly so for how good he's been I think it's I don't know I'm I'm gonna it's hard to, I'm, I think I'm gonna sit on the fence until we until we see because either either or that happens I'm happy and I think that's the one of the best things about this scenario is that we've got two boss players in there I just I'm just feeling like Trent might just be like the option just because of how good he can be and those those balls in behind that like Nunes thrive upon and stuff I just think it's so it's, it's the key for us but again I don't honestly I, I'm just I am intrigued to see who he goes with for this one especially with Trent being back it's going to be an interesting one because I think when when Bradley plays he doesn't come inside as much a bit but we've been seeing Gomez on the other side do it so Gomez from the left hand side comes in and basically comes in as a six and then um you basically got like a back three like you would anyway. And then Bradley just stays on the right-hand side. I think that worked well because Gomez mm. wants to come inside anyway on his right foot, so it works better for him. And he can get round the box as well and have, have them shots that he's been having. Um, but yeah, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm interested. I think Van Dijk and Gomez, um, Van Dijk and um, Canate, sorry, that's a, that's a nailed on just because Canate didn't play the last game or whatever and uh, came off, uh, came on towards the end of the, in, the, in, the, um, in that game. So yeah, and then midfield, I think... I think if McCall- obviously McAllister went in the squad for the Norwich game because he, I think Klopp was just maybe being a bit careful with them, um, and rightly so. I think if he's fit, then you go you go straight into the six. I think, like I said before, since his in- since he came back from his injury, he's been class. And mm. then you you put Zobersly back in on the right, and then you put Jones on the left. I think that's I think that would be the three. That's the that's our yeah best three with everyone fit. Obviously, Zobersly's only just come back from injury as well, so if you might be. Question and whether to throw him straight in. I don't know. It's just only because these players have only just came back. It's hard to exactly. hard to say. But I think if he's hundred percent, I think because obviously I asked to play and then yeah, Macken and Jones. Mm. Yeah, because uh, you know uh, Jones for me obviously Defo in midfield and uh, McAllister if if he's fit because he's been that good and that's obviously why he wasn't in the squad squad last time because it was some minor little issue. So hopefully he's back. But you know I was thinking as well like obviously both Trenton's obviously like just came back. But you know if if we would like to keep Bradley on the right because of his form and the way he played, would you have, like have Trent actually going into midfield? Say you start Trent because obviously is 
a little bit after or you, the other way around and you use them to swap with each other like substitution later on in the game to have an impact because they are quality so you know we got options but the midfield you mentioned, I would probably say if we have if we use Trent to the right or if we used to have it on the bench, I would see that you know midfield three because I think they are that it sounds and looks very very strong in my eyes and you know it it could be that we try to you know use Trent more in a midfield now when Bradley playing that well so we've got more options now because we have someone covering that great um, in that great way on the right hand side so we'll see um, yeah. but I like I like that it it sounds very strong. Yeah, I think even if you could even go like if McAllister's not hundred percent, you could put Trent in there and keep Bradley on the on the right, and then have Zabasai, Zabasai, Trent, and Jones. So yeah. two scousers in the in the midfield that would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, and I think for me, I think the front three is pretty straightforward. I think Diaz, um, Diaz or Jota on the right, Nunes over to the left. Um, or up front, I don't know. I think it's 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 I think it's hard to say. I think because Nunes has been, we've been seeing him up front, but then we've seen him left recently. But in both mm. in both times, he's been performing to a good level. I don't think it's like it's not much of like a he was playing up front and he weren't he was snatching the chances. Then we moved him off to the left and he was causing havoc. But now he's moved back inside a little bit again. He's and, and he's scoring goals. So for me, mm. I think it's any variation of uh, Diaz, Jota, and Nunes, and wh- wherever you want to put them do it <laughs> yeah and i think it you know it depends on the opposition as well how they will line up and, and play i think you know they look at how chelsea will play and how how they played in previous games and see all right we we, we might need your pace on the left hand side here and then you send the way that you thrive and go into uh on the you know go go on the inside of players or we want to keep you as a central forward here because we do this and that whatever and jota and Diaz can score. so i guess it all comes down to how they look at Chelsea and how they play in the place they will line up with, uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's the front three for me anyway, because they are they are really good. And now obviously Diaz had a little bit of a rest and he could come back in with energy. So it sound, sounds good to me, that team. Yeah, I'm just looking at Chelsea's last, um, last Prem game against Fulham. Um, they had Gusto right back. Um, to Sassi and Silva, and then Colwell um, at left back. But they've got Chilwell's in there as well as an option. Um, so yeah, I think they've got good players. So I think it's, I think it's one of them that we need to just. I think we just need to focus on what we can, how we can hurt them. Because I think when you look at the record of us against Chelsea, like in terms of, <clears throat> sorry, uh, us winning games and, and whatever, like it always just seems to be a draw, like just draws. Like when you look through the record, just a like draw, one one, two two, nil nil, and you're just like, fuck it, no, this is like so annoying. And and you can and you can accept it to a degree if you're like, well, Chelsea are up there fighting for titles as well or whatever. It's like, well, that's fine. But where they are now, I think we just need to take advantage, especially with them missing a few few players as well hopefully we can with us our lads coming back we can that makes us a bit more a bit stronger and we can properly go with them and, and get and just kind of get rid of that voodoo or hoodoo fucking shitty record against them and i am um, and, and like i said just put, put a bit more space between us and, and man city i think man city kick off a half seven we kick off a quarter past eight so they'll be at half time when we kick off so they'll finish before us um, so it's going to be interesting just to <clears throat> keep one eye on them. I mean, I'm not going to do it anyway. I'm just going to let live score tell me when they inevitably score two, three goals, and then we'll we'll go from there. But we shall move on finally to score predictions. What are you thinking, lad, for this one? 
Well, I said 3-1 in the group chat, so obviously can't change it now, can I? So I uh, go 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, uh, there's, in the group chat, it was funny. A few people were saying 2-0 and then um, Matt was saying, wasn't he? Can I change? <clears throat> can I, ch- I think he was wanting to change the 2-1 and I was like, oh, I don't know if you can change after you've said it. Not too sure. Anyway, I went 2-1. I just feel like, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't care if whatever. I think it's, I'd love... Like I said, with the record we've had against them, I'd love a massive, massive performance and like result where mm. we beat them two, three nil into proper like right the, the that little shitty record against them's gone. But we've also like got further ahead in the league or, or kept our streak going and all that stuff. <clears throat> I think it's another thing, like string that we can add to the bow. Of that it's like we've we've also got past this annoying side as well. Like it's every time we've, we're coming up against these sides, whoever it is, I think there's always different uh, questions to be asked. And I think the Ch- Chelsea are always good against us. So it's another, adds another little bit of, bit of zest in there when you come up against them. So I think it's going to be an um, interesting game. So I'll take any, honestly, I'll take anyone. I think anyone would. Yeah, I hope, you know, now with the, with the, with the news, you know, on Klopp and what's going to happen, I just hope that, you know, because of it, even if it's sad, but it might just give us some extra energy uh, for the end. Like, you know, they, they know it's the last dance. So let's, you know, dance it to the full. And it could help us to, you know, push extra in those kind of games where we play. Like now, Chelsea, which is normally quite tight, is hard because they are, even if they're not performing well in the Premier League, they are difficult to play against because they've got quality players. You know, they are tactically drilled and all that. But I think... You know, we play them at home at Anfield with the atmosphere that we will create now with the news, you know, about Cop and, you know, how people will feel and all the songs and all that kind of stuff. And even like you said, it's like flag night or whatever. I think that can help to the players to just, you know, push them over the limits for, you know, creating stuff and doing things in games like this to actually, I wouldn't say like, oh, win them easily, but maybe win them like 3-1 or 3-0 or whatever because it gives them something extra. And I hope that kind of power... We'll just make sure that you know that the Chelsea feel that when they come to Anfield and be like, oh yeah. fucking, hell, this is going to be a very very tough game. So I hope that the club news, how sad they are for us, still could give us something that could be something extra for the for the season before it ends. Yeah, I think like I said, like seventeen points behind, we can go twenty points clear of them. I think we've been playing like a team that are twenty points clear of Chelsea this season. Um, we've been in our poor, they've been so let's go and prove it and, and go twenty points clear of them. Um, tomorrow night, I'm, I can't wait. Honestly, can't wait for it. I think it's it's. I keep saying like it's easy to get like excited about these these games, but any game like Norwich, I was excited for. I think any game with Liverpool playing, especially even before the Klopp news, I was I was like that. But now you throw that into the mix, and hopefully that can. Um, like Klopp said, like he doesn't want. When he said something like he doesn't want people singing for the old man on the sidelines. He wants it to <laughs> us to make it as uncomfortable for Chelsea on Wednesday night, and hopefully that's what we're um, gonna go and do and be on them from minute one and use that energy and and use the form that we're in to um, get us over the line. So fingers crossed, we can go and go and do that. Um, but yeah, we shall leave it there. Nice one, everyone, for listening as always. Uh, really appreciate it. Nice one to Christian as well for jumping on and um, yeah up the reds and we'll see you all very soon Ta-da. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast
Social Podcast Network.